What's up? I'm Jeff Weiss. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a writer. I don't think. Sometimes I am. <laughs> My name is No Can Do, and uh, and I'm a battle rapper. Uh, but voyeuristically, I watch King of the Dot battles. And I rap at my phone while I'm watching the battles, so I'm a battle. I'm I'm a, I'm not an aspire. I'm a retired battle rapper <laughs> that uh, aspires to not battle rap, but to you know, kind of be in it, you know, but not in it, you know. I'm a I'm a fin sitter. And this is Shots Fired, a podcast about hip hop <laughs> and brand identity. Oh shit, we got the ice cream truck outside. You're gonna hear this shit in my motherfucking the podcast. Just like uh, Montana 300 ice cream truck. Also, Master P, yeah. the ice cream man. Turns out he was selling. Drugs. I didn't know that you like Montana 300, bro. Or you I love him. Montana 300. That's good. Yeah, he's dope. We don't have too many super rappers these days no. because everything is very uh, finesse driven now. Yeah. Everything is very field driven. Montana 300 reminds me of the. The days when I used to listen to Wake Up Show freestyles for Crooked Eye Burst. But here's the thing. So, you know, you think about Slaughterhouse and how that shit is just like this heavy-handed fucking raw. Like, yeah. his shit has the youthful, like, fast-paced shit, and yeah. it's heavy-handed. It just doesn't, it's not a downer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, fuck, I fuck with it. Do you think a guy like that can be, like, a big star? Well, I don't think that uh, heavy-handed... Rap, I think heavy handed rap is like heavy metal, like big ass guitars. Mm-hmm. You gotta find a way, you have to find a way to do what Metallica did with that. And um, who did it, who did a really good job of that is Eminem. Yeah, you know, it's like basically you take this super rap and you fucking like feed it to people with like overall production, and then you give them those big, and you give them those big records in the album. You like give them those for the fans, so you know. And you have a Dr. Dre cosign. It's crazy how much a cosign matters in rap. Still, like I guess everywhere in life, but rap it seems especially like you don't hear a rock bands. We're not like, oh yo, well that band was cosigned by Interpol <laughs> or like whatever, you know. Um, like that band was cosigned by the White Stripes. Like the Von Bondies didn't take off. Well, because I think rap is looked at like fucking wrestling and shit like that. We're like yeah. rappers. They're in this stable. <laughs> yeah, like rappers. Like you literally. Motherfuckers look at like, you know, I say Kevin Gates for instance, right? Yeah. Motherfuckers be like, man, he's gangster. You know what I'm saying? And like, there's a whole lifestyle thing to it, you know? Which Kevin Gates hasn't been co-signed by anybody, right? Nah, he's one of the few. Yeah. I mean, he was in Baton Rouge. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had to be co-signed by people in Baton Rouge to get that local. So does he the streets co-signed? The streets co-signed. But him. yeah, and he had people, you know, like big, yeah. big, big co-signs, like yeah. Dead Game Records was his thing. And, like, okay, yeah. yeah, but so like. You know, motherfuckers with rap, like, why cosigns are so important is because you gotta be in, like, fucking, you gotta be brought into into somebody's world, you know? And the same way I got these comic book posters here. Like, Wolverine, right? Yeah. That character, you know, he was basically cosigned by the Hulk. The first time he fucking, the first time that character fucking, you know, showed up, he was like, uh, somebody yeah. that could hang with the whole or like on TV, like a spinoff show. A spinoff show, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know, what Big I'm Sean is a spinoff show of the Kanye West extravaganza. Big, he's a spinoff. Yeah, you know he what I'm saying? Yeah. Kanye, like, Kanye has a lot of spinoffs that are identical to Kanye. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Mr. Hudson. <laughs> and Mr. Hudson for sure. But uh, yeah, that's what that's what I think the whole rap, the rap thing is. You know, like motherfuckers, the the cosign shit. Motherfuckers really need, you know, they need yeah. they need to. Fans need to understand that that this product is 
is verified. Every now and then, someone like like Odd Future will kind of like break free. But well, even the, they got well, the Odd Future, Odd Future had to. They got co-signed by the entire media. By the entire media at the time, and anybody who didn't co-sign them at the time, like most Def jumping around. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Like anybody who didn't co-sign them at the time looked like haters because they had yeah. the power of youth behind them. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. Interesting. What are you uh, What are you listening to these days? Um, I can't even tell you, man. Like, I can't. I'm just like I know that's my typical answer, but I'm just making records yeah. and fucking. Uh, what else am I doing? What am I, else what am kind I of records? Doing? Um, just finishing my stuff and then writing other people's stuff. And yeah. Then, and I'm 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 basically uh, my shit is like surf and turf. It's like half South Central, half Venice Beach. You yeah. Know? And uh, not even actually Doc Wilder, half South Central, half Doc Wilder. <laughs> So, so it's like very like wavy and introspective at yeah. the same time, you know, super street and fucking, you know, a little. I I've, I've started like em- embrace like my battle rappy side with some of my like you know, like lyrics. Yeah. I'm finally able to bring that guy into the room. Oh, cool. Because I got I got production that really uh, I got production from Elusive that really allows me to do that, but it doesn't sound like we were talking about the Montana from Three Hundred. Mm-hmm. It allows me to do that without sounding like like I want to like like I want to fit in anybody else's box yeah. of what what that is. I'm just using that energy over this fucking really interesting production. Yeah. And I think when people do that battle rap rap, they're like, all right, let me get a beat that sounds like some premiere shit. Yeah. Let me get a beat that sounds like a fucking Kanye beat. Let me get a beat. It's like no, this is this is like the shit that people want to hear me do. Yeah. Over something, actually, over the most low endy, the shit that you would hear while you're going to fucking low end, yeah. But the best version of it, that's cool. You know, the least, the least Dilla esque, yeah. You know, totally. Yeah. Uh, I haven't asked you about what did you think of the whole. Uh, it's a couple months old now, but what, mm. the, the whole brouhaha between Max B, uh, Waves, and Wiz Khalifa and Kanye, where where Wiz Khalifa was like, no, you can't call your album Waves. That's Max B's. Now, Wiz Khalifa's a real one for for saying that. I talked to him about it, and he was a real one, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. As a as a fan, he, he's a real one. But I mean, politically, that was not right either. Yeah. You know, that politically that wasn't right. Um, not that politically, it was just wasn't smart politically. No. To do that. Um, it blew up in his face. It blew up in his. I mean, exactly. Like you know, when you're, when you're, when you, when you, like when you say. Like I feel like Kanye's a dude who's ready to go to war. He's like a little guy. Yeah. He so is. he's ready to go to war at all times. So if somebody a minor grievance. Yeah. So if somebody says something, like if if I know that I have an enemy like that, you know, it's like all the little guys, like Kanye, Eminem, Kendrick, all the dudes that are five five. You know what I'm saying? Well, Kanye's I don't think is that short, but yeah. Whatever. But, still, but he acts. He's like not it. a tall guy. Yeah. You know what I'm no. saying? Wiz, Wiz is tall. He's like six four. Yeah. So Wiz, like, he's a confident dude. So yeah. he's, and he's the type of dude you can probably have a disagreement with. He's like, yeah. I see where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. I mean, he's a, I see where you're coming from, dude. Yeah. But some totally dudes right. aren't. A, I see where you're coming from. They're like, totally. I'm right. Yeah. And Kanye, you're wrong. Kanye's five eight. There you go. Five eight. That's still not tall. That's still not tall. You know. But uh, I think like he just yeah he. I don't think he was ready for that. I don't think he was ready for Wiz, that. No, he was not. I, I do not think he was expecting that. Well, I asked him about it. I did it. He I was probably it. laughing when it was going on. Yeah, I think. Oh, I didn't until his, until his baby mom, until you know his baby got mentioned into it. Like, I own your child. Yeah. Who the fuck says shit like, like that? that? Kanye. Yeah, but um, yeah, Kanye. Uh, well, I interviewed Wiz for this month's I and Playboy, yeah. and uh, Wiz was great, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Look, 
bro. Like, I would say that to, like, anyone in the room. I would say that to anyone of my homies. I'm just being real with you. Waves is Mac B. Mac B is the wave. You cannot take that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, But for him, that, that's almost... Here's the thing. This is this is the counter-argument to that. It's like, get off Max B's dick. <laughs> well, Two, at the same time. He is in jail. Because there's no gods, though. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no... Like, nothing sacred, but it is sacred. You know, it, it can be sacred, yeah. you know? Motherfuckers, that's like when, like, when old people say, yeah, hip-hop is just people sampling our music. It's like, shut the fuck up, old man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like... And so, like, that was, uh, that was Wiz's first, like, fucking backpacker moment where he's just like, no, that's not right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, although Kanye is, like, near 40. <laughs> so it's like, and hadn't heard Max B. Like, did you, like, like, like there was an interview with French Montana where French Montana was like, well, I had to kind of tell, Kanye's not really, like, you could tell, Kanye never heard Max B. Yeah. And, uh, but, and then he put Max B on the album, which was cool, because Max B probably got a check, and Max B probably needs a check. He right? got that, he got that commissary, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, he, he maybe file for an appeal, I don't know, I don't think Max B's getting out anytime soon. Nah, he's a villain. Yeah, he's, he's not the Silver Surfer, he's more the Green Goblin. Yeah, I mean, the Silver Surfer, you know, when he first came around, he was a villain. Though. I didn't yeah. know that. He was the Herald of Galactus. Well, te- technically, it's really complicated because Galactus was a... He's just an organism that eats planets, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, So he's neither bad nor good. So he's like Drake. Feeding. Drake is an organism, <laughs> just yeah. like Drake. It always always goes back to Drake for me. And um, Silver Surfer, you know, was like... he He's a guy who comes and checks out the planet to see if yeah. it's edible, you feel me? Yeah, and like a scavenger. Like, not just a sca- scavenger. He's like... He's like... He's, he's Yelp. He's yeah. He's a Yelp rebuke, you know. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. He is. He is pretty white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing so silvery white like a Yelp review. Yeah, uh, like an old white man. Um, what do you think about all that shit? I didn't care. <laughs> I, uh, I I think Wiz was probably right in theory, but also I think like it's waves. It's like a natural. Yeah. It's the ocean. That's it's not the, like what if yeah. What if the motherfucker came to that conclusion without ever hearing a Max B? Yeah, he did. Like, what if he went to the beach? Yeah, you know, Kanye probably goes to the beach a lot. Yeah. Uh, no, everything. At the same time that happened, my homie uh, uh Cadillac Ron died. Yeah, he's like a kind of a uh, what's that shit? He's a polarizing figure in like L.A. underground rap. Yo, yeah, and, he's uh, so R.I.P. Cadillac Ron, and uh. I, I wrote this little article about him that came out that day that that shit happened. Yeah, it was a great article. It's in uh, LA Weekly. You should. It was in the LA Weekly. Yeah, yeah. and it kind of kicked up a lot of a lot of funk with like some dudes that like I kind of used to be friends with. They're yeah. like kind of mad at me because I said something about their crew having like you know like oh, being yeah. no black members or some shit like that. Which is true. At one point in time, there was no. Yeah. You know, I think they, yeah. as they recruited more, they got me all twisted at yeah. in the article or whatnot. But um. And, the, and like really like like there's people on the internet that uh, you know especially when they sit by themselves I, I think they they think the, like if they're in the streets every day like you can you're able to like communicate more before it gets to fucking fuck you fuck you bitch I own your son you well know? yeah you can't yeah, you like can't do that. You in the can't streets. do that. You, I mean, you are like on the playground or even whatever. You know what I mean? In a place where people might fight or people or, might shoot or in the or, bar, like yeah. you kind of like you. You ask like, why would you say that? Or you know, motherfuckers might like, hey, let me talk to you real quick. Or motherfuckers just keep their distance. You, yeah, usually there's a thing where it's like you have that conversation where you're like, where is this going? Is this like, are we going? You know? Yeah. 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 But on the internet, everybody is like yeah. Mr. Swing first. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And 
It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of a bitch. I got into uh, a little bit of a beef on the internet. Shots fired is becoming shots fired. We know we just t- we talk shit now, bro. Yeah. We'll well, continue. when did we ever not talk shit? We'll continue. Oh, so so I was I was going off on uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. about well I, I was I went to Coachella and I got an email about a guy named Bro Safari playing at the Heineken House. And then that just that combination of words just was a little too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, so I just tweeted. I was like, "Yo, there's a guy named Bro Safari playing the Heineken House. There's an EDM DJ named Bro Safari playing the Heineken House. We need to burn everything down and start you over." Know, when the last time you 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 ordered a Heineken on purpose? Like you went yeah, to that's the bar. It. When the last time you went to the bar? I'm trying to buy a Heineken right now. You know what it was? Buy? I never buy. The last time I drank a Heineken willingly was when I was 19 years I was 17 years old at the Heineken brewery in Amsterdam. That was the last time I drank a Heineken. I didn't know anything. I was 17. I didn't even know anything about you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know anything about beer, so I was like, "Cool, I'm getting drunk." <laughs> like, I wasn't legal in America. You know when you go to those bars and they like got four beers, they be like, "Man, like you go there and I'm have a Heineken." And then they're like all right, we got Negro Modelo. We got Negro Modelo. We got Heineken, and we got two things you would never drink, right? Yeah, we got to sell Artois. I'll be like, I'll be like, look, like I'll be like, I'm gonna take. I never get the Heineken. Never. I never. I'll be like, nigga, I will take a Blue Moon. I'll take a fucking a Grosslager. I'll take a motherfucking. Uh, I'll take a what's a Rolling Rock. I take a Bud Light over I, I take Heineken. A, but I, I, I don't know when's the last time I who. Like, who drinks I guess, Heineken? Who drinks Heineken? Bro Safari apparently. Bro Safari <laughs> doesn't do that. Probably Heineken. Not. Heineken is like we need to get people, we need to get people that are easily influenced to drink our shit. Yeah, and I think Bro Safari's our guy. <laughs> bro, yeah, bro Safari, yeah, he bro uh, Safari he came at me, he came at me, yeah. and I was like, and his like his bro legions, and it was funny. That's the fucked the part about bros is there's more of them. But he's like, us. I'm not a bro, and it's ironic. And as we as we learned on the episode that we'll have with Chester. I don't fuck with irony. <laughs> like, like I don't like irony. I don't yeah. find it funny. So I was like, well, no, but like, I'm like, people need to understand. And I'm not, I, I don't even care. Like, honestly, it was like, I don't really care. Like, I'm, I heard from people that he's talented and a nice guy, and I assume he is. Yeah. But um, I don't like irony. So, like, that's ultimately the thing is I'm so exhausted with irony. Yeah. And people think that irony is intelligence or humor. And it's actually the opposite. Like it's not. It's the easiest. It's the easiest prep. It's the easiest option. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. all you have to do is just say something that like people are already doing and try to attach this like, ironic veneer to it, but it doesn't work. Like the and hardest kinda, thing. And it's kind of some asshole shit too. Because yeah. like, look, you know, as much as I don't like to be around bros, right? Yeah. My little brother's a bro. Totally. My cousin's like, a, he's an intelligent bro. He's an intelligent, and he's only a bro. Cause the nigga is not an art, artsy motherfucker. Totally, he you was like he saying? was a he, guy was an athlete. Like he's yeah, a little, smart dude. My little bro's an athlete. Too. Yeah, and it's fine. Like I play college baseball. Like I'm I'm you're, familiar you're with bros. A bro. You're yeah, I'm like I'm bro. like half bro. <laughs> I'm like so yeah. I was like I was like I'm dog like, like yeah, so, so, you know, so you're talking shit about bro. I mean I talk shit about bros, but that's from like it's like because you got cause, a close cause, bro. Because I got a little bro yeah, in you me. Bro, it's like when I talk shit about Jews, I can do it because for I'm a Jew. And but anyone else, but anyway, I didn't really care. But it was kind of funny. Cause it's just I'm like I was interested. I was like trying to figure out like why did this bother me? Why did that name bother me? And it's because I don't like irony, and because I feel like we're, we're it's a culture that's saturated with irony. Like I don't like comedy nowadays most of the time because there's no jokes because it's all ironic distance. And I like jokes. Like yeah. I like humor. Like I mean, you can call ironic comedy funny, and sometimes it is. But yeah. but uh, you know, the older I get, the more I start to appreciate those comedians that are 
are uh, more stories and more like you know like less I guess less irony I think yeah I think yeah I don't know I was yeah I don't know I, I think but I think that might be showing our showing our age because you know some some people that are young like you know it's just shallow I, I thought like, that but everyone fucks with Larry David. Because yeah. some people are just genuinely fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, the like Louis, Louis C.K., like, young people really fuck with Louis they C.K. The, I mean, the Broad City Girls, I think, are, like, uh, Tina Fey, like, I mean, 30 Rock, so 30, fuck with, 30 Rock was all jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I think it, I, but I, I think it's easy to just be, like, you know, yeah. kind of, like, the sarcasm, you know, the, I mean, when I was younger, I thought that was funny, too. Yeah, but really, I really thought it was funny, too. Until I got my ass kicked a few times. Yeah, I know. And then, like, I used to be a sarcastic motherfucker, and now, now I just talk shit, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was funny though, cause like the army, they're like they the, the he broke safari had an army and they kind of came out. I I didn't even respond. What did they say? I don't really care. They're like, you don't even listen, you hipster music critic. And I was like, yep, yeah, got yeah. me, <laughs> nailed. But so like, here's the thing with them being shallow enough to to be ironic about bros, yeah. they're also shallow enough to be ironic enough about, about hipsters. Yeah, I mean not sorry, not not like like. They can they can say hipster and then they just pawn that off as some something that's like a nebulous idea. Yeah, like, yeah. Every, uh, yeah. And so with a guy like you, you could just like, that's what you think I am. That's cool. This well, conversation. Well, it's there. interesting. I I was having this conversation. I was like thinking to myself. I was like, when some I didn't at tweet at the dude. And it came out, but other people at tweeted at him. You know, because there's always these people dry snitching on Twitter. Yeah. And. Uh, which is funny. Those are the worst. Those are actually the only people I hate are the people that dry stitch on Twitter. Where it's like, I don't hate the person. Like, I made a joke at your expense. I get it. You could be irritated. Like, it's fine. Whatever. It's not a big deal yeah. either way. But it's the people that are, like, snitching. They're yeah. like, motherfucker, you're a hall monitor online. You're a hall but it, it was like, uh, but it was interesting to me where it's like, I was thinking about it. And I was like, man, if someone came at me, like, over some bullshit. Like, not over some real shit. Not like your writing is trash. Here's why X, Y, Z. I wrote this attack. I wrote a concerted attack on you. Then I catch feelings. Mm-hmm. But, like, if someone just made... You know, people probably talk shit to you online mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Occasionally. Yeah. Every now and then you'll be like, Dude, your old songs are trash. Your new songs are trash. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You, I, why don't you battle right? You know, always, people come at me with shit like that. Yeah. I was thinking about it, and it's like... I wonder if, like... I mean, I guess, like, there are artists that... like. I mean, Kanye is a great artist who freaks out about any kind of diss, but... At a certain point, I wonder if, like, if you get all riled up about any comment on Twitter, it's like, uh, sometimes that thinks to me, I was like, then you kind of know you're not that good. I don't think you, I don't think you don't know that you're not that good, but, like, I mean, like, I think, I think, you don't have enough confidence in your I'm not talking about this instance, I'm I'm just thinking of saying it in general. I think, yeah, I think it's something, like, I think it's something you're sensitive about if you, if you're so defensive all the time, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not good. It could just mean that you're not confident in your abilities. But don't you think like when people are really good, they're confident in art? No, maybe no. Because I think I think I think inse- sometimes insecurity better. can yeah. drive someone to perfection, and if that is your, uh, a motivator, I guess if, there's just different kinds of artists, I suppose. Well, I was gonna say if that's a motivator, then you never lose that. You know what I'm saying? Where some people, like, you know, they may, may be driven to perfection because of love for the craft or, yeah. you know. But so, like, you're a confident dude off top, you know what I'm saying? So maybe... Because I'm a bro. Because <laughs> yeah. I was good at baseball. Um, but it is interesting. I think about that, too, sometimes. How, like, my, like... You know what I mean? Because I'm, like, for me, with my writing, I get, like, 
I, I, like I always said, like I would never actually get this tattooed, but like I always you said, like no, nah, I would never. I don't, not, I don't fuck with tattoos. I mean, like no, more. It's because like, you're it's, Jewish. It's because you don't. It's, I think it's because it was just bred in me when I was Jewish. Because Jews don't just get tattoos, so my parents were just like. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem. I mean, obviously, if, you know, blo- most of my friends have tattoos. It's yeah. not like I judge it. But um, I, and tattoos can look cool. Like if I was if I was a rapper, I'd probably have some tattoos. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, you gotta gotta go with it. But yeah. I'm like me, so. <laughs> Uh, but I was thinking about it I was like I would like something like uh, for me a tattoo I would want something to remind me yeah. to kind of keep me humble or something and it was like for me it would be you know Vladimir Nabokov or something yeah. or you know whatever writer you know you know Joan Didion you know Philip Roth whatever it is you know yeah. to remind me like stay humble like you know you might think you're the dopest person at whatever you're doing today but there's always like the older god whoever the older god is that's significantly better than you and you might or there's somebody younger or there's somebody at the same time yeah. that shit is a Aggra- yeah. like, and work harder. A, it's an ever, it's an yeah. ever moving beast. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it just makes me want to work harder. So like that's where I like for me that's where I like. But like I know I'm secure in what I do. Like where it's like and I, I don't do anything unless I'm I know it's good. Mm-hmm. Like I mean not everything I write is great, but I don't I, I try not to turn out bullshit. But mm-hmm. you know who knows? I probably when I do bullshit. when I do journalistic shit, I only do shit that I care about because I know I do think when I care about something, It'll come it's good. gonna be good. Yeah, because you really can't knock. You really can't knock genuine, uh, genuine interest. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like it's really hard to be like. Well, I think. The like gr- to criticize some shit like the that, greatest. You know? The I think to me the greatest art, the greatest. And it's going back to what we we're saying. The greatest art, the greatest journalism, writing, what music. It's when you can find a way to be really sincere and heartfelt and emotional, but not corny, and that's when you do it. You know, it's like the stuff where it's like there's all this emotion in there. Mm-hmm. And there's intelligence, but there's none of the corniness. There's none of the sappiness. You, you. There's a great Martin Amis quote I like to like think about, where it's like, uh, all writing is a war against cliche. Yeah. And I'd say that's probably all art. Mm-hmm. You know. I agree with that, bro. I, I really agree with yeah. it because I think I go back to like my battle rap days. It's funny I mentioned battle rap a lot because I watched a battle last weekend, mm-hmm. totally like as a fan. Like I was like, oh my god, that shit is so cool. I'm like. It's like, you know, when you truly, truly over your ex, like... Yeah, like, yeah, you're like, I want her to be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you gotta eat, like, oh, please, man, you go be happy. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm bring a fucking toaster to your motherfucking, uh, yeah. to your fucking uh, wedding. That's, but, yeah, um, that's cool. Like, here's the thing. This is a perfect thing. I, I, was, I noticed when I was doing battling, I was like, it's really always back to our cutting the dope fucking comments, but yeah. it basically, is you have to, like, when something really hits, you say something in a way... You say something, give somebody a new idea in a way that they've already heard it before. Totally. In the way that they take ideas. Yeah. So I feel like good writing is that. Yeah. Like like a good pop re- song. Yeah. It like a good a good song that you hear is like, damn, why didn't I ever heard hear yeah. that before? You're, yeah, you're rephrasing eternal wisdom, and with a song, it's like you're figuring a way to combine these elements that are already out in the atmosphere in a, in a new arrangement that hasn't necessarily been presented to you. Definitely. And, but then like wrap, wrap that in a new idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Well, something modern. I feel that's like yeah. the, the thing is it has to be modern. That's why down in the DM was, was such a hit. Whoa. Which is my favorite song. That's your favorite <laughs> Ever. song? It kind of like yeah. it, on some level. Well, the video. Have yeah. you seen the video? I haven't seen that shit. Dog. You <laughs> You have to see the video. It's like CeeLo was the minister, like looking at Yo Gotti and like the DM is the devil's son. <laughs> it's like the video is so funny. Yeah. It's like all these like cameos from you like see that a, organized noise documentary. Speaking of which, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I've been. It's you been haven't on my seen list. the I shit. I've seen it before you. I'm usually the one that has to be convinced to watch some shit. Yeah, is it good? Um, the well, first first part, first 15 minutes, almost seems like they're like 
pandering to like the hey y'all fans. The another people who are who are into the like to the to the artist that it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, but nah, one thing I gotta say is that like, you know, them saying like, hey, CeeLo was a motherfucking gangster. Yeah, and like, I mean, his name is CeeLo. It's I, but you, you forget it because you see CeeLo, and I remember the nigga dressed like a dragon, bro. Like I remember dressed like a fucking a dragon with the fucking cape with the goddamn bat wings and oh the yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah. I remember the, the nigga got he wore like platforms. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like, like, but then they but then they showed him rapping hella early at some spot. It looked like Project Blow, like a little fucking yeah. thing, a little fucking hole in the wall shit. And I like, oh well, no, those are gangster mannerisms right there. Yeah. That's like he's yeah. a little dude. Yeah. He probably had to tell you, you know, probably like in the streets of uh, but Atlanta. but he was a I don't know if it was, he was a like the way he said he like I was gonna lead it like I was a I was a career criminal. So it seemed like he's like maybe like a D boy a bit. Maybe you know yeah. he was with the shit. Like he didn't seem like one of those like a knucklehead. Yeah. He seemed like oh, he's like, always smart. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. he's smart and tough, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well shit. Anyways, uh well smart and tough. We got bad transition, but we have Boogie on the show who who I, that's I think one of his best attributes. His music is really hard and it has like a like a sensitivity and intelligence and kind of a sarcasm, which not a sarcasm actually, but like a he, he made, he's got jokes, you know, he's like got jokes. he'll, he'll yeah, yeah, clown yeah. on people for being too thirsty on the internet and you know, like yeah. he's got sweet songs about his his kid and yeah. you know, he's got Oh My, which is a really hard hard ass song that He's My a real dude. From last year, and and much like CeeLo, you know, he's singing and he's and he's straight, yeah. you know. And so it's I like when things I like when things just come together. Yeah, bro. well, I like when people don't have one like there's more than one idea there. That's like the best artist. It's never like, yo, you're the gangster. Mm-hmm. It's like no, like I'm not the you know what I mean. Or you're the sensitive guy. It's like you should probably contain multitudes, you know. Yeah. So uh, all right, this is episode with Boogie, shots Boogie. fired. Boogie. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> but like the slapping it was, it was like I don't know if that cost a jab in. I don't know it's over the top <laughs> yeah so what you working on right now uh, right now I feel like I'm just working on a bunch of bunch of songs we dropping a project that's 48 too uh we said February I really no, honestly think it's not in February maybe. you said February I think March I think like March hopefully if, mm-hmm. if Clayton get with it uh yeah, we've been. I did. So like, what are you waiting on? You don't like you don't have enough records, or you got to get the the master mixing, or what's the what's uh, the it's just that? it's just strategic wise now. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want the songs to go to waste. I want to make sure everything got to roll out and we got a plan for everything. Cause when we do projects, we don't just put projects together. We like really try to make it cohesive and mm-hmm. a body of work. So there's a lot of conceptual stuff too. I'm yeah, sure the writing sure. takes a long yeah. time. It's not like you're like, man. It's it's actually. It, it don't even take long. It's just me finding the beat. It just takes a long time to find something that a beat that actually moved me. Yeah. And so, like in the past three days, I, I finally got like ten beats I like. So, so in terms of production, like, like what, like what do you, you know? Because that's like that creates the mood of, of what you're making. You yeah, know? for sure. And, and lately, I've been listening to like the British rapper Skepta. Or yeah, he do. And I listened to that one, you know, record blacklisted, and I don't feel like it's like it's not in the like the same kind of like way that Drake would do do a record where everything just feels like a you know like this one thing. Yeah. But you know, you're the like style of production that you pick kind of just like sets the mood. No, for sure. What, like it makes it easier for you to say what you're gonna say. No, so for what's sure. the what's the style of production? What like what kind of mood? Actually, yeah. What kind of mood are you trying to put people in with your yeah. production on that shit? Uh, I think with us, my producer and the people around me just know like what type of mood I'm in at the time. Like right now, I'm on some like 
bitter, sad about my ex type of shit. So a lot of this stuff just been dark. Uh, mm. Desi, my DJ, probably find a sample in the morning. Uh, we give it to my producer. He do some crazy chop to it. Then the homie who play piano come play keys over it. Mm. Then I'll be sitting there and I just do something to it. So That's tight. So you... You got a, basically a band with you. you no, nah, yeah, it. for sure. I came up right now. Right now I'm up. Benefits of a label, I'm telling you, man. Mm-hmm. For sure. Have a lot of have they been trying to get you to work? I mean, because Jaleel Beats, that kind of uh, blew up. Uh, yeah, I mean, them things, I That's think... That's a pretty amazing beat. No, nah, yeah, I think they think uh, they realize them type of things with me just... They just don't come all the time. Like, I'm not going to do a bunch of oh my's. Like, I'm totally. just not that dude. I, I wake up and listen to Lauryn Hill all day. Yeah. Or some R and B, so I'm never really that turned to yeah. to channel that oh my energy all the time unless that beat forced me to do it. But uh, you think the label, you think the label's expecting you to crank out a bunch of oh my's? Uh, at first, that that was a battle I was going through with myself at first, and then I think me and everybody around me just realized like chasing that sound is so weak, and it's never like it got to happen organic, just the the same way it happened organic at first, and so mm-hmm. ever since I stopped thinking about it, the, it's been records that's just been just been coming. So I got a couple more turntable records, probably not as turned as on mine, but some some good ones I love. So, mm-hmm. so you uh, you spent most of your child like what was your favorite uh what was your favorite rappers when you were a kid like when you were like uh, nine, 10, like, years old what. Nine and ten, I didn't have no favorite rapper because I was listening to a lot of R and B still. Like my mom was playing a lot of nineties R and B. When I got to like middle school, I got on this super Jay Z stage and I just loved everything Jay was doing. What record was out around that time? Uh, what was what was the first Jay song? I fell in love with Jay on Faith to Black. Like right before Faith to Black the DVD, that's when I was on my super Jay tip. Uh, then I just started backtracking because I was late in his career already. Uh, then fucking um, then the Lil Wayne thing happened, and it just took over everybody's life. Uh, happened for like five years. I was rapping like him. Everything mm-hmm. was just Lil Wayne in my life. So mm-hmm. that happened. I had to get over that stage. I had a thought the other day. Somebody, was, I got a friend that's like a big ass Eminem fan or whatnot, and um, still, <laughs> even like like I, I, I have I have, aged well. I have <laughs> I have arguments. I have arguments, and I like I feel like Eminem and Wayne. Like, people are like, oh, like, like you know, like M is the greatest rapper alive. People are like, Wayne is the greatest rapper alive. And I feel like those two dudes both had, like, a good run from 25 to 29. Exactly. Yeah, you know? A very short window of greatness. Yeah. But then, like, after, not to say that Wayne's not Although Wayne, like, Wayne, like, the Shine era, like, the, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about? That song Shine that he had, like... From my head down to my shoes. Yeah, like, he was still... Yeah, yeah, he was, like, rapping well. That Like, just happened to the Hot Boys. And those squad of tapes are good. Yeah, but I'm saying greatest rapper of all time. Oh, when, when when it's like that's the best rapper in the motherfucking world right now. I mean, almost any rapper you get like a two year period where you're in that conversation. Three? Nah, 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 nah. With the exception of Jay? Me, me, honestly, I've never seen a run like Wayne had in my life. In I don't game. think there's been one. Since. I think Drake. I, I think Drake is. I think Drake is on that run right now. He's, no, he's on, on that run, run, but that shit ain't. No. Is, that shit ain't. It's, it's not sensational, as powerful, bro. No, I don't understand. Like, like well, Wayne, Wayne was. Wayne run affected like people's life, like the way we dress, talk. Carried ourselves like you don't think Drake Drake affect that shit. It just don't. It it's nah. hard, and we be like Drake is hard. He's snapping, but it don't move like. Oh so yeah, my, Wayne was like, an underground phenomenon too, and like yeah. and also popular. Drake is 
not an under Drake is only like at the top top. Also, top. Wayne changed the way people release records. Like Gucci mm. and Gucci and Wayne were. I, like, would, the, the, I would argue that Future is kind of on a run like that. I, I would say. Yeah, it is, but it's not. But gonna, at the same like at the same yeah. time, like but he writing shit though, like that. writing yeah, shit, sure. the Future shit isn't doing what Wayne shit did. Like mm-hmm. that motherfucker. You, you, to to know how hard it is to be like a punchline rapping motherfucker yeah. nah, and then sure. release nah, that nah, many nah, records nah, like nigga you release fucking a hundred records in a year nah. and there's bars on everyone that's the thing it's you like know? you can't talk about future you put out three amazing projects they're amazing but, and what a time to be alive which has like hits he's a, he's the best he's it's the best run since the drought yeah but it's not but it is since the drought. Also, it's Thug, like saying, yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, so heavily yeah, yeah. influenced Thug, by that run. Be, Thug, yeah, has, you know? Thug has low key been on a run like that. That's true. Like if you listen, like I've been listening to like those. But on some rap shit, they're just like two. noodling the guitar. This nigga with these niggas, they're shredding, bro. Like it's Yo, different. I don't know. They're I just kind Thug, of playing Thug with cadence. Is, Thug cadence. Is, I think Thug took what Wayne did and is like, I don't know, expanding it like in a pretty crazy this way. This one was you don't like you don't like that? I like that song. I, I like Thug. I mean, like yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> my nigga, man. I get it. Yeah, right, right. But you know, right. yeah. I get it. I don't get it. You don't get it. You don't like Thug? I do. I like. I liked it when he was rapping, rapping. Yeah. Don't think he's too unhinged. Yeah, he I, really can, I don't. I shit. don't catch it. So he probably. I believe you because I trust your ear. I no, think because he, you like. It took me like four months. I was like, I don't understand. You know, it's like yeah. when I was explaining it to someone. I was like, look, it's like a foreign language. You know, it's like you might know a few words, yeah. but then you like immerse yourself in the foreign language, <laughs> and then you're like, "I speak it fluently." <laughs> so, like, give me a young thug translator. Like, Stoner, fucking make millions. Stoner to me is still one of the best songs to come out of Atlanta in the last five years. I love that song. And when he said things like, "We don't stand in line, designer shoes hurt your feet," like that shit is so tight. Yeah, that shit. Is tight. That's that's that slick talk. Shit. Yeah, and that's like Atlanta. That. Like that was the most Atlanta thing he could have said at that moment. And I think that mm-hmm. I, I think it, since then he's just done so many drugs. That's like. <laughs> that record, the Barter Six, that shit is like the production on it. It's really it just is beachy as fuck. I love London. You know, I love yeah, London. Track yeah. Yeah. Why did you have that song in London? And uh, oh, yeah, that song is really what song is it? Fifty Cent. Like what? Jer- is it Jeremiah? No, it's a uh, fucking Nip. Jeremiah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, it's really good. You what said is it? What's it called? To... I want to bend. You see, Def Jam was trying to get a. YG, so that was like the thing they were trying to get YG to work with DJ Premier. They're like, no, 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 like the first album, like what? My Crazy Life. Which I was, I went back and I was listening to that and I was like, you know what? That might have been the album of the year, like that year that came out. That album holds up better than almost any album. It's really definitely great. was the best album of the year to me. Shit is great, yeah. What year was that? It was between Kendrick Outward. <laughs> it was 14, 2014. What else came out that? 20? Did you guys see that movie with YG on the fucking on Netflix? It's oh, the yeah. funny. I like that shit. <laughs> I love that <laughs> fucking yeah. movie. Which, bro. But you know what? Hey, how come the actor is the worst actor in that shit? You the know one who actually acted exactly. He sucks so bad. That is so weak. Who's the dude with the braids? That's the boy. I call he's Spanish. No, no, he's no. Spanish from old school. Yeah, he's remember? Movies. Not is it from old school? But he was like, he's um, he in a bunch of movies. I thought he's. I thought he was like friends with TC. Like I thought no. he was one of the dudes that's like. I think we're thinking of somebody else. I swear he's on the, the he's main on driver, Brace, who was doing all the shooting. He's an actor. Yeah. yeah, but he was the worst. Like, every time he talked, he just broke character. Why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's an actor? <laughs> what, what's the name of this? I need to go home and watch it immediately. Uh, it's called it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's, like it's, a 30, so it's like a 30-minute movie it's about... Tight. Why is he busting on somebody? Then they go. They fucking they flock a house, bro. They go and they like this little Asian lady. And I watched the shit. You know, that's amazing. Yeah, it was. I was like, did that really happen? I was like, I don't know. Like when they ran out the house with all their guns out, like it was a CSI scene. I was like, it's tripping, man. 
Yeah. It was good though. The, the girls in the beginning, I was just like yeah. instigating the fucking, <laughs> instigating sure. the beef. I fuck with that shit. I was say, well, we're talking about you. You spend a lot of time in Compton, obviously. Yeah. What do you think Compton produced? Because I was talking about it the other day with somebody. It was like Compton. If you go through, like the starting five of Compton's probably for a city what like forty, fifty thousand people. Yeah. The starting five of Compton, five best rappers, probably the five best rappers. Outside, like are you talking? Well, what, really what, what you mean? What you mean? What you mean? They have they have Kendrick, YG, Kendrick, Quick. Maybe you include Dre, Easy. No, uh, I wouldn't include Dre. Game. I wouldn't include Dre. I would include Easy. I would not include Easy. Tweety Bird Low. I would not include Easy. <laughs> I, 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 High C. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm, Mossberg. Mossberg. Nah. Really, Mossberg? Mossberg for sure. For real? <laughs> Dude, you got brainwashed, bro. That's the personal thing. It's Mossberg. It's not the reality, but he from my hood, so I'll just say Mossberg. Okay. I'll give you that. Nah, DJ Quick Kendrick, though. DJ Quick and Kendrick. Quick I see. So I put good. quick in like the same how people treat like Jake Dilla, how people treat you know I like. I see that. I, I, I give him that. that. I can see that. He's a great musician and he understands the rap shit like because like like a musician. So his shit just sounds so in pocket. You I know? feel like he's but he so- says some shit though. Like he says like pitching on a party. Like if you really listen to the lyrics nah, of pitching on a party, that shit is brilliant. Yeah. He just compl- like to me. He it's like a hey ya song where it's like literally you're just complaining the whole song. It's the happiest barbecue song yeah, I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize that. I was like, oh, he's just complaining about how much he hates throwing parties, <laughs> <laughs> like which whole, is tight. Yeah, which it's is like tight. tight. It's like I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a barbecue song about how I hate everybody. Yeah, it's, it's my it's my my dream. I feel like he hasn't even seen the. All of his the accolades that will befall him, which is too bad because I think after he either stops making records or is no longer with us, that people will be like, "Wait, DJ Quick was fucking amazing." Oh, he's like amazing. so he can amazing. Do everything like same yeah. with Battle Cat. Like, why isn't where's like National Battle Cat Appreciation Day? He's my favorite West Coast producer. <laughs> I think Battle Cat is just too present. That's all it is. Is you that know? a thing? I don't know. The Nate Dog, I feel like, needs more appreciation. That's like, I think that yeah. every day. Yeah, he definitely more appreciation. <laughs> Nate Dog, low key, was like. Like he's he's the first like he's the reason why dudes like Drake's yeah. became so important for yeah, labels. For sure. Because like, you know, like rap like like the whole the whole time rap was happening, it never really like resonated like pop songs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They have like be- no matter if it's like Beastie Boys or whoever Melody. made the biggest motherfucking chorus you could. But like like Nate Dogg made those songs, every one of those songs. Ain't no fun. Like I don't remember seeing people singing along their fucking songs in like a party or a dance yeah. like that. You well, know, listen to the New York shit yeah. that was coming out at the time. Like, there's no, nothing. There's not even. There's no melodies. It's just like rapping, like mm-hmm. you know, it's like dark and kind of like. Mm-hmm. Melodies is the key to life. Yeah, melodies are the melodies. A good melody is easy money. Some songwriting <laughs> shit. Yeah. So speaking of which, so on on your new shit, is it like? More rap shit, more melody shit. Like, what's your song? Like, like, what are you doing songwriting wise? Like, uh, we always try to touch like every basis. Like, I like to get a lot of melodic stuff. Like, the core of my music is melodic, so I'm always doing like a melody because that's what the church choir like instilled in me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you came up on R and B and like gospel. Melody. Yeah, it's a lot of gospel influence. Um, yeah, I think I go like three songs singing, and I'd be like, all right, I gotta rap because I'm a rapper, and then I just rap for like three songs, and I'd be like, hey, I need some turned up shit, and then we do some turned shit. Like, mm-hmm. I just try to keep a rotation of different type of energies. Mm-hmm. I feel that makes the most sense because it's like that's probably how you are as a person. Nah, like, for I mean, sure. I, feel like yeah. it's... I switch up. I'm probably gonna be super turned tonight, ratchet. <laughs> Definitely. It's Thursday. Is it Thursday? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. That. So you were you were uh and you you started going to church in Compton, right? Yeah. That's what you told me. Yeah, man. I miss my church. I need to get back. Are you are you are you a religious dude? 
I am. As I've grown older in the past uh, couple years, I don't believe in a separation of religion no more. I mm. believe we all got one creator, and that's mm. my main thing now, is just being the greatest person I can and, and spreading love and, and all that type of corny stuff. That's tight, though. Yeah. Yeah, so not, not, not corny at all. Because, like, I feel like, uh, you know, we, for, for the most part, most young people are, even if they have, like, some religious, you know, thing that they, people even in church, yeah. a lot of people that are hella atheists, you no, know what I'm saying? Sure, for sure. And so, for you to, you know, be able to, like, be raised in the church and even still miss it and then, and then understand, like, you know, like, it's not, like, because the thing that turned me off from church is that everybody's believing this one idea. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's then, no, like, people not thinking for themselves. It's like, yeah. And once I, I finally left and, and really sat and thought about it, like, some of the ideas, I just, for myself, I just don't believe it. But I, I know the feelings I got, the the feeling mm-hmm. good music give me, mm-hmm. uh, shit, the way, when my skin cut, the way it heal, mm-hmm. I, I know it's something, like, something bigger, bigger in me, so that's mm-hmm. all I need to know. Okay, that's tight. Next question. All right, next question. <laughs> All right. Well, so you were at Campanella Park. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You're like. See how we went from uh, religion, religion to gangbanging. Gang gang gang. uh, now yeah, from Campanella. Well, Park. you told me right. That was like you or your cousin went there, right? Your cousin was at the church. Yeah. Uh huh. My cousin. Yep. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Then that sure happened. That yeah. Then after. Then after church, we started gangbanging. That's kind of weird. It's not weird. It's just, there's a lot of free time. No, it's definitely it. Because it'd be like two programs a day. So after the first program, you got like five hours to just sit around and count in before the next program. And yeah. We just always got caught in some bullshit. So, like, did you get like jumped on or were you on because like your cousin? Or nah, the see, thing? I wasn't never one of them dudes who just had to fight a bunch of people. Like, it's, it's, it go down like that, but mm-hmm. I just was over there and it just was like, mm-hmm. you from over here. Because <laughs> so I was over. young. If you're young yeah. and you already over there, it's just like, you here, mm-hmm. one of them things. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Cause I, I was, I was just thinking about the the, the idea of having to get jumped on no, in church suck. clothes. It's so it's <laughs> no slippery no. ass shoes. <laughs> no, I've actually, yeah, I've actually seen it though. My cousin put some money on it in church clothes. Really? So, yeah, that's crazy. That's not right. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Gang banging is weak though, man. Just throw it out there. Shit's weak. Yeah. Have you noticed like? Uh, is it, do you think it's still as popular as it was in the 90s? I mean, obviously, we Nah, as a matter of fact, we just had this conversation, and I feel like at this rate in L.A., gangbanging will be dead, like, in the next couple of years. But it's the outside world who just getting hip to it who just going to push it so hard and going to make it even more popular. Like, yeah. everybody, you mean, like, the suburbs? You mean, like, no, outside no, of outside of this California period, it's gangbanging everywhere else more now. Like, well, it's like a McDonald's franchise yeah, or something. It's like... like, they, like like, every, when we were in Atlanta, for example? Like, yeah, we got a branch. Like, my hood got a branch in Atlanta. And then I went to Atlanta, and it's just, like, 100 niggas banging Compton. Yeah. But we in Atlanta. But, so, you know, it's I a, got a funny story. So, my cousin, he's from uh, a certain gang. And um, he come, this is, like, right when he got out. And uh, I'm not even told to tell this on this podcast anymore, but it was funny. Um, you know... Like, my car wasn't working for a bit, so we just coming to pick me up from the studio and it was yeah. in Atwater. <clears throat> and there was, like, a dude from Atlanta that was that was in there. It was Killer Mike. Have yeah. I told you this story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you told it on there. Yeah. Okay, but um, it was Killer Mike and my uh, 
my cousin was in for 10 years straight, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, and, well, and the other part about it is my cousin talks like my family. They're from the South, so he talks like all my uncles. Yeah. So Killer Mike turned around and said, hey, cuz, where you from? And it was, like, kind of funny, but, like, the air got so thick in the room. Yeah. And so my, you know, my cousin, like, you know, got up and banged on Killer Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? And then Killer Mike was like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. I was like, you talk like us, blah, 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 blah. Uh And then, um, and then, so then they went outside to talk or whatnot, and, uh. And then you Killer Mike, you know, was explaining like it's a chap. It's like his gang is out there, you know. Damn. My cousin, the, the gang that my cousin's from is out there, and I was like, your cousin from an LA gang? He's from out here, yeah. What, what gang you from? I'd rather not say. Oh, I feel it. I feel yeah. respect. But he, uh, but then he, uh, what did he say? Oh, but then you know, I asked my cousin like, how did it start? You know, he's like, you know, some homie went out there and just started it. No, that's how it happened. It was like that easy. Like it'd be like, that. but it's named after the street that they're from yeah. out there. No, that's our shit. Is- same with us. It's yeah. called Capanella Park in Atlanta. It's and there's no, no Capanella no Park, Park out there. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a L.A. Dodger. Roy Campanella. Yeah? Yeah. He was like a, we got paralyzed. He was like a famous mm-hmm. Brooklyn Dodger catcher. Yeah. Was like LA. yeah. That's tight. Yeah. yeah. That's just weird. He integrated with one of the first black players in the major leagues. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. We, we were working on some merch designs with him on it. With Roy Campanella? Roy Campanella? Yeah. Yo, he was That's interesting. He was a lot in Atlanta. No, we yeah. had to cut that shit. Yeah, up. we cut. We we stopped doing that. Can't have everybody bang Captain Ella Park. What uh, you think? You think like? Cause I feel like the gang banging stuff is gonna like die with black kids. You think like Spanish kids, Mexican kids. You think the gang banging stuff is gonna die out with them too? The thing is, I can't really speak. I can't really speak on that because I'm not really in that culture to know how they moving every day. I just know how. I just know how the black community is moving right now and. I but as far as the Mexicans, they probably won't slow down because they be turning still. So. I mean, like, but if you th- if you think about it, like, like in the 1850s, 1860s, like gangs in New York, and it was like like white gangs. It was like Italian mm-hmm. gangs, Irish mm-hmm. gangs, mm-hmm. German gangs, like, mm-hmm. and then like I think as people like kind of are slowly integrated, kind of more, mm-hmm. like it does kind of. I mean, because I, w- I would imagine it's a lot of it's economics. Mm-hmm. You know, like people like more yeah. get money and like also like I don't know. I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of interested like how like weed being legal. Cause that's one big source of where you would get money illegally, mm-hmm. and now you sure. can't really get. I mean, you can get legal weed money now, mm-hmm. like True. so. Like you'd have to. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think? Like, I mean, why do you, why do you think it is dying out? Or like, um, kind of? I don't, I really can't call it right now. I don't know. It just seemed like it's getting people starting to realize how like watered down it's getting, and it's just like mm-hmm. I know with my homies, we just I, I look around when I go to my hood and I just see people that don't really want to do this no more. Like, one of my most turned-up homies, his name Bull and, and Zoe, they, like, super turned in the hood, super reptiles, and they just told me, like, man, this shit, I don't want to do this no more. Like, I want to do something better with my life, so. Mm-hmm. I just so think, you think it's some, some shit that you, you like, they just grew out of it, or is it like... Yeah, and then I think, not like, not like I'll be trying to flex, but I just think them seeing that it's possible... To, to actually do something like positive and get out the hood mm-hmm. and still and then I still say I'm from the hood like mm-hmm. it it be them dudes who get rich and then just leave and switch up everything and right. it make it just turn the homies away it's like well, I don't want they don't want to be that so when they see like somebody can still be human yeah. and still be the homie when, once they get up a little bit I think it inspire them. Well, I think that's interesting about like this generation because Vince Staples obviously like, kind of like a similar thing no, where, like exactly. he, he's adamant about not glorifying in any way no, like, exactly. like, in the '90s and even like. Kendrick or whatever, like, 
Yeah, I always think about a song like uh, Swimming Pools. That's like the anti-gin and juice yeah. in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? It's like an anti-drinking sure. song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. And I feel like there's, there, there seems to be like like a certain undercurrent of like more of a social responsibility. You know, not like for me to judge, but I'm just like the artists themselves. Like, I think social media and, and the camera phone has a lot to do with it too, in terms of awareness about what's going on in communities like that. Like, really? I do. I think so. And especially because a lot easier. It's, it's a lot easier to catch a cop, uh, you know, shooting a shooting an unarmed black man. Yeah. But it still doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it still like, doesn't change anything. I know it hasn't yet. But yeah. I feel like I feel like there's the, the potential now, and there's there's more awareness. I mean, somebody there was a really smart tweet that I saw on New Year's. It was like a lot of people think that this that you know police violence against uh, unarmed black people is a new thing. It's just something that we're aware of now, totally. and like that awareness is like yeah, granted, it's a start. It's that's a start. now now a thing. And it's a start. now they can now they can get caught on camera. But, like, but now, it's about, what, of, yeah, now like it's about what now it's about what the community is going to do about it. Like, are we going to continue to infight and like like are poor people all across the country going to to you know, unite and, and we're like black people going to like do something with that, like, like as one. And yeah, I think that's yeah. happening. I think it is happening. Yeah, 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 I hope so. I don't know, man. I read. I used to read a lot of books about shit like that, and uh, sometimes things just stop happening. Like sometimes crime crime rates just drop, and there's no reason. And sometimes in other places places they raise, and there's you know no reason, and or it's not like. Like, you can't say it's technology. I don't know, man. I know a lot of people... I know a lot of people in gangs or in gang life and all that shit. And uh, I feel like, you know, like, they'll have a kid or some shit. Or, like, you know, they'll have a kid or they'll fucking, like... I think maybe, like, I, like I know the certain certain pocket of dudes or whatnot. And they're, they're, they're just as fucking scary as they were in fucking ninth grade. These are the same, the same dudes. But... They uh, you know, they just like a lot more quiet. You know, what I'm saying sure. they're, just, they're not they're not what you say turn. No, exactly. They're, they're just like, eh, if we do this, we're gonna do this kind of stuff or whatnot. And so I think a lot of times, like like the gangbanging shit was like, it was like a reckless thing. It was like, you know, like like motherfuckers just kind of wanted action. There's a lot of kids with nothing to do. Yeah. You know, and then like I feel like the gang, technically the gang shit. That's when you know when you become men and you figure out well maybe it's about families and maybe it's yeah. about money and maybe it's about this and maybe it's not about going to jail all the time because we went to fucking jail and that's exactly. just not cool you know what I'm saying yeah I guess just get tired yeah. of it man yeah and I can only speak for it from people I know and then what's what in you, LA you're in, like what do you notice about living here now it's like 79 to Uber. <laughs> like seven yeah, yeah. Nah, bro. It's I some got, weird shit over here. It's yeah. some strange. Nah, strange I got shit. out the car and I said, I probably shouldn't be walking around like this. You can walk around right here, dude. I'll be having like randos, random, random shit here. It's not really. There's no real issues on this street. I mean, there can be issues, but there's yeah. no real issues on this street. When I first moved here, when I was a new person, there was there was like a, a, one or two things that happened, but like. For the most part, everybody that lives on the street is cool. There's not too many apartment buildings. Yeah. It's like like a lot of old Spanish people here. You know what I'm saying? So like, they're you know, like, you know, there's no like, there's there's just no activity. But when mm-hmm. there is, when there is, I don't know, man. There's like, there's there's people here that are on the street that aren't supposed to live here. Multiple people that aren't supposed to live here. You know? I'm There's some people like you know from like, like sixties. Yeah, exactly. That live on the street, but everybody's keeping everything super low pro yeah. you know and I didn't know that shit until like way way later and then somebody said something but uh yeah no activity yeah 
Was like, it crazy during that hundred nights, hundred days, hundred nights thing? I saw two dead bodies, but that was the ones that were documented on the on the news to oh, like, like KP, clear the shit up. Like KP and uh, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. It was right on Florence and uh, yeah, by by that car wash. And this is the day after the Low End Theory Festival. Oh, wow. So, like, you know, I, I used to host this thing called Low End Theory. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, and we got, you know, we had the festival at the shrine. And, you know, everybody's fucking super happy. Yeah. Like, we had this big-ass, like, festival that was, yeah. like, you know, and, like, I made some good money and all that shit. And I fucking drive up Florence, and I'm like, oh, there's two dead bodies. Huh, like, I'm not vibe, happy. Yeah, exactly. yeah, fuck that shit up. But for some reason, bro, like... Like, I don't know. I feel like they just put more fear in people. It definitely was extra. It wasn't yeah. like everybody was making their scene, but mm. yeah, it was for sure extra. Yeah, because like, I don't know. Man. It just was catchy. Some people to tweet. It was a hashtag. So yeah. And on fucking Facebook, like, like motherfuckers that live in Santa Barbara, motherfuckers that already live, not Santa Barbara, San, San Bernardino, everybody that moved out of the neighborhood yeah. are the ones that are like, <laughs> this is why I don't go back there. It's like, get the fuck out of here, you know? Like, you didn't even have any problems when you're here because you're not like in that life, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But so when did you? Uh, I know I've asked you this before, but like for the purposes of this, like, mm-hmm. when did you actually like start kind of taking rapping seriously? Uh, I started rapping at 14. Uh, till I was 18, I just was rapping around with the homies. Uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of popular, mm-hmm. I guess. You was at Lakewood High. Yeah, I went to Lakewood High, so mm-hmm. it was cool. You know, start- James, uh, James Harden was our teacher. Oh yeah, he went to our teacher. Yeah, yeah, he killed us. But yeah, <laughs> then like 18. Yeah. No, when did I have my baby? No, 19, when I knew my baby mom was pregnant when I started, like, knowing I wanted to do rap on my life, so I tried to figure some stuff out, go get a uh, little in-home studio, record myself, and everything just start happening. Yeah. That's the energy put in the universe, man. Yeah. That's funny. Some people would like, have a baby and then just, like, try to be the fucking manager at Best Buy. You uh, know, man, like, you're a risk taker. I had them times. I... T- Towards the end, like right before I, I met Clay, my manager, I say that year before that is when I was thinking like, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I know I still went into rap, but I started working a regular job for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What were you doing? I was at Samsung Warehouse doing like taking pictures of parts and stuff. Okay. Shit was like weird. for the for like the website or something. Yeah, for the website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so what? Yeah. And they fired me. <laughs> Why'd they fire you? I don't remember. You, you told me it was some racist shit. It, well, it was definitely racist. It had to be racist because shit, I didn't do nothing. I didn't have no reason. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard it was because I was biting my nails a lot. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we don't have no nervous people here. <laughs> <laughs> this one's too nervous. We don't yeah, trust you. Can't them. take photos. Bit <laughs> nails. Yeah, that that's funny. Was hate, Where was the warehouse? It was like Carson. Hey, where you bite your nails? I I still bite my nails. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I do it so much. And that's the same thing you wanted to work with. It was like, yeah, they said it's disgusting, man. How you always bite your nails. So you can't get a warning, though? Like, nah, for real. <laughs> like, why do people mind their own fucking business? For real. Like, <laughs> not affecting anyone. Take my nails. No, I think they didn't want to pay unemployment. And they had to downsize. That's my theory. No, that's definitely what it was, too. I believe. Really? So, yeah. So you heard, Clayton, you heard one of his songs right on, like, YouTube, Twitter, Twitter. YouTube. Right? SM Matthews, twi- yeah. Oh. SM Matthews tweeted like half of a song. It was like two halves of a song. That was a YouTube video, but one of them was Boogie being sad in his mom's house, rapping about girls on Instagram, and one was in a parking lot with Pharaoh, 
And I think Desi was there too. Desi shot it. Oh, Desi shot it. Desi, D- Boogie's DJ, is the reason we're all here right now. Yeah. Uh, and also, obviously, Boogie rapping is. Uh, but Desi he's sh- a big part of it. Yeah, he's Desi, the fucking. Desi he's, shot that video. Desi shot the video, and it was one of them gambling in a in a <laughs> parking lot, and one being sad inside. And I was like, it was like my two favorite kinds of rappers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I reached out and sent him a bunch of beats. It's true. That was what struck me about your music too. Was it was like a there was like a melancholy. It was like nostalgic, but like it's not like, nostalgic in terms of like I want to sound like the '90s. It was like yeah. nostalgic and like oh I remember what it was like when I was a kid. Now yeah. I'm not and like 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 mm-hmm. the like the Ahmad which I like that Ahmad song. Mm-hmm. That song is still a classic. The back in the day song. Nice. <laughs> you're like right. You hear it and you're like it doesn't matter. Like you might not have been like a kid. You know. During that time. What song? You remember back that Ahmad song? Oh yeah, back in the day, great song. Yeah, I want to find Ahmad. He's already, he went to Stanford. <laughs> yeah, he ended up going to Stanford. He got a degree. Wow, that's uh, so did old boy from Hyro. What's his name? OPO. OPO. He did. Or was yeah. it OPO? Whichever one's a tall dude. Tajay. Tajay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Good for him. You know, it was hard. It was casual. Casual. Oh, so he was so tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the best food over here? Best food. Uh, I go to a taco truck on uh, Vernon and Figueroa called Los Carna- Los Carnales. It's the best. That's the best one. And uh, what else is good around here? I don't know. I usually, to be totally honest, like I ate a lot of fast food. Can't stop, bro. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I drink Coca Cola and eat fast food because I've been healthy like my whole life. Oh, so now it's your your go time. Yeah. yeah. What, what fast food do you eat? Uh, Yoshinoya. Oh, yeah. oh, that's not I fast food. That's great. I love, Pollo Loco. I love those. Are, those are both like. Nah, those straight. They just. Yeah, right. yeah. Mid level fast food. Like that's mid level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's almost franchise food. That's French. What's the difference? I feel like Chili. There's a difference between Chili's and McDonald's. Like Chili's being franchise food. Okay, so it's almost Chili's. It's, it's like Chipotle Chili. or something. Yeah. It's yeah. Like it's not that bad for you. Yeah. Yoshinoya is crack like I love Yoshinoya. <laughs> I, I hesit- I'm terrified to know what those chickens look like before they make it in my teriyaki. Those are real They're born as yeah. cubes. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're born chopped up. With a bunch of wings on the outside. And the wings oh, the go, sesame wings? The wings go on to, uh, to Wingstop. Uh, oh, wing I eat a lot of Wingstop. <laughs> Wingstop is much. Wingstop's yeah, the there's a Wingstop right over here. But this is a fucked up thing about this Wingstop. Is you call, you order your Wingstop, but they don't sauce your wings until you get there. Over here, which is some fucked up shit. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody ordered like a hundred wings one time and, and they didn't, didn't pick so them they up. Not fucking with me. And, and they just made everybody pay for that shit. And I call them. I sort of. I see them every week, at least. Same girls was working there. You know, I flirted with them all summer and shit. Yeah. Like I built a relationship. Yeah. You know. So I'm like calling them, and I'm just like, hey, this dude, I'm gonna be there. You know, I order the same thing every time, and then like I have my my daughters on the weekends. You know. Yeah. So I'm like. I don't really want to leave them alone for too long. I, one of them's 13, so it's like good. Yeah. Like, you know? So I'm like, just, I'll order them, I'll go pick them up. But they're just like, nah, like, we sauced them. When you get there, I was like, can you take my credit card number? Yeah. Like, we don't do that. <laughs> like, there's no way around this shit. So, like, and I always say 14 minutes, yeah. but it's really 30 minutes because I fucking order them and then I get there and then they sauce them and then I gotta wait 14 That's more so minutes. That's so fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. What kind of food do you eat? What's your, what's your, what's your... I love chicken. I love kale chicken salad. Kale chicken More salad? anything, yeah. And right now... Where do you get that from? Where do you get that from? Where do I get it from? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anywhere. Maybe. Who make, who get... Nah, hell no. During the courting process... Yeah. When we were Tenor being... <laughs> yeah, when we were going... When all the labels were taking us out to eat. 
he became obsessed with kale salad. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's so healthy. You're a 21st century so rapper. Fire, bro. Blue, That's just crazy. Like blue cheese, little crumbles on them. Blue cheese crumbles are <laughs> you good. You get bougie so. real fast. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, what was the record recording uh, record label recording process like? I loved it. <laughs> I had a great time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think. Oh, no, it was fun. I just didn't like hurting their people's feelings, even though I know they didn't really care. Think mm, most it. of them. What do you mean? Like, so they they were all bidding for? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't. I felt bad at times. I just, mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't gonna go with nobody else. Well, at the end, I did, and I was still like going to eat. So. Why'd you choose Interscope? You're like a chick that's like dating around. <laughs> it definitely, <laughs> it is like, dude. Like, I'm just here for the meal. Uh, well, why I choose Interscope? Yeah. Uh, I just felt comfortable with, with Tim, my A&R. He was like, he knew me before Oh My. I was real skeptical of anybody that came after Oh My. No. Just cause. Well, because I feel like it was one of those things where it's like, your music was good. If they couldn't hear that it was good yeah. before Oh My. Like, Oh My was like, a, like it's like a, a banger. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It was the, you're getting a lot of YouTube videos yeah. on that. It's a great song. Yeah. But like, it's not if you couldn't sure. hear the core of your music, then exactly. they're going to, yeah. That's what I say with people who know me. And Tim is... He has a lot to prove, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Like he's with Tim. What's his last name? Tim Glover. Great guy. So he wants to. He, you feel like he's working just as hard as you. you I'm his first person ever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's he's doing double duty. He's overtime all the time. We really like him. So I hope, I hope we never have to feel we have anything bad to say about. Him. So what do you um? What have your experiences been like, and kind of like dealing with it? Because obviously there's a lot of like minefields, and like once you sign to a major label, it's like a whole different. Like almost like you're starting again from yeah. I think up. I think the past I say like a week ago I finally was was happy like since I got signed it just was too much felt like it was too much going on like first it was me scared to like to live up to this hype then I had to uh, like tell myself I got here for a reason it was that stage then it was the stage having to go on tour and being on that bus. Then it's the stage of having to deal with like two Claytons now, cause now I got another person I gotta talk to. And I, I didn't, I ain't never had no daddy, so I'm not used to like having to answer. Like, yeah. I, I hate, I can't, I can't stand it. So I'll just be trying to adjust. And then it was a stage where I, the beats I was getting, uh, they wasn't moving me. Then it was my lazy stage. This is all in a couple months that I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going through. Then it was my lazy stage. And yeah, so I think like last week I finally got all these feelings together, and I finally like just content now. What uh? So are you you working on the mixtape now, and then presumably like you start working on an album after yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I feel like I'm doing them both at the same time because the right. the mixtape we're probably only gonna put like twelve to thirteen songs in. In the past couple of days, we got up to like twenty one songs. Mm. What's well, interesting, I feel like there was that like. Now it's like there's no point to put more than twelve songs on a project or any yeah. fourteen songs because it's like people, I don't know people like, I feel like the you, there was that like era where like obviously Wayne's dropping the yeah. mixtapes and now like I don't think people are at that like it's like no, one yeah. project a year, maybe two. I feel like if they're gonna listen, yeah. I mean I feel like, I think if there's thing if there's stuff to listen to, then you don't need to give them four a year. But if there's if all the lyrics are about the same thing, and I'm not saying that I don't like those songs because Jumpman is one of my favorite songs of the year of last year. But it's like, I can digest 15 Jumpmans in a month, you know? Like, I'll, I'll just move on. But if it's like, with Boogie's music and with a lot of other people now, which I'm excited about, it's like, I'm just now wrapping my head around a lot of Kendrick's records. Like, mm-hmm. I love him, but when that record came out, I was just like, 
you're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm now already able to appreciate it. It takes time. And I actually obviously listen to more music than probably 99.9% of people because it's my job. And also I have really bad tinnitus, so I can't. You ever listen to Kodak Black? I do. I like Kodak. I like Kodak. I think he's a hippie thing. He's hard. He's, yeah, he's, he's dope. So, he's got so shit. much character, he's, too. Oh, he's, he's great. Hard. He's the next little... He's like the new Boozy. He's like I, Boozy we, when he was 18. I hope Skirt goes to Post Malone levels. Skirt, skirt, skirt. I, think, I think he's... Yeah, a, that run up a check song was my favorite of all of them. I haven't heard that. That song's incredible. He's great. Yeah. He signed Atlantic. Kodak did? Yeah. Boy, secret Kodak. signing. A couple months ago. As soon as yeah. Skirt came. Hey, what's up? What, yeah, they do them secret signings. I told them to sign Kodak Black two and a half years ago. <laughs> Seriously. Really? I was like, you should, like, I don't know what we can do with him. I'm like, well, you should sign him because this guy's going to be boozy, part two. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, but it's interesting because I think about it a lot. Like, I don't know if Kodak Black, like, here's the thing. I don't know if a Kodak, where does a Kodak Black fit in the major label system? He's got to he stay out of jail first and foremost. Well, but I'm just saying, like, where, yeah. does, where does a regional <laughs> rapper fit in the, in the major label? Because if you look at who breaks, right? Like, who's like a big star? It's like, who sold a lot of records last year, right? Like, Drake, Big Sean, Logic, uh, Meek sold a lot of records randomly, but like yeah, Meek was yeah. the only, like, street rapper that sold the Future, but Future kind of, like, he's a street rapper, but he's kind of, like, a pop. Like, yeah. he wrote Drunk in Love. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, G-Eazy. Like, G-Eazy sold a like, lot of records. He sold a lot of records. But I'm saying, like, to be, like, a, like a street regional rapper... There's not like look at all the Chicago dudes, right? Like, but yeah. you you can't you can, I don't think you can base what's what's gonna happen tomorrow after what uh, off of what happened yesterday. All uh, it, well, <laughs> of course, I mean, of course, every case is different. Like, you if know. you're just that dope, like you can break through. But yeah, but, I don't know. I don't know where where Kodak fits. It's well, look, weird. look at the Chicago dudes, right? Like every single one of them, the sign didn't break through. Like Keith kind of did. But I think it's like, also a matter of like expectations. Like, what does Kodak want to do? A lot of these rappers, the more you the more time you spend in Atlanta, especially. But the more time that we've spent in the music industry, you realize like there's not dudes aren't buying thick gold ropes off of record advances anymore. It's like don't, I don't care how buzzy you are. Yeah. It's like there's drugs still like these. Dudes a are record still- advance is a definite way to get a lot of money. Yeah. Really fast to do something to get more. To money get to it. the next level. To get. Yeah. We're we're mostly like, we've spent more money on just getting him touring. I was gonna say tour support. The tour probably. support it's is like, like really hard. Reasons to. F- Time with a label. Yeah, for sure. It's like that's mm-hmm. and that and you know, rap is an EDM. I would know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like you could fucking, if I was wanted to like, really just turn a check really quickly, I could go scoop up some SoundCloud DJ and get paid seven thousand dollars to play in fucking Minnesota tomorrow. Yeah. But it takes rap takes takes. Why do you why do you so why do you so the money's there? Why do you choose to manage a rap act versus an EDM act? That's an awesome question. Thank you. I'm good at awesome questions. I feel like, well, you were like so, I feel like you can. Yeah, I was. I, I got into the music industry through Skrillex. This isn't my interview. Will you tell me if you? Yeah, no, but it's all a part of the story. <laughs> You're part of his story, so. Uh, I feel like there's. I've always liked West Coast rap for my whole life, mm-hmm. and I've always liked. I just know. I've just always felt like there was something special about Los Angeles, especially. You're from Chicago originally. I'm from Boise, Idaho. Oh right, right. Mm-hmm. But I lived in Chicago for a little bit. Yeah. But I just feel like there's also like so much like when and I won't say, I won't say that like like I've always paid attention to what the West Coast was doing and especially LA. But like when Good Kid, Mad City came out, I had a lot of friends at Interscope and I called them all and I was like, "Did you work on this record? Did you work on this record? Did you work on this record?" And I was like, "This shit is what needs to be happening right now." Like yeah. you, there's just so much shit that like you can't. And this is what I was talking about with Instagram and Twitter, whatever like media, social media. There's so much shit going on in this world like right now that I cannot go to a rave and take Molly and put my hands in the air and not feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many better expenditures of our time. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't do that. Like, you both. 
I can do both. That's how you I become will, a boring like, person. What's that? That's how you become a boring person. Every now and then, you might need to. You, no, like, like, you know, I, I don't get like, that, That's that's what that's what you know. I my my problem with like the Kendrick, the whole Kendrick movement is that he's just getting so stiff. You know, exactly. No, exactly. He's rapping too much like Eminem for my taste. And that's why, like, that's why when I when Boogie and I started working together, I was like, this is like the perfect balance to me of like the things that like I don't, I feel like if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And that's exactly like, like, and whether it's whether it's your contribution is, for example, drawing like creating awareness around things that you think are special that you think are progressive. Um, if they're facilitating the ideas of somebody like him, where any there's there's just so many ways to be progressive that I just feel like if you're just not taking steps towards that in some capacity, like you're, it's not like I have no interest in being that person. Is this shots so at Post Malone? What's that? No, no, not, not, I feel like, and that there's, you can always justify that. That's some like, journalist shit. I know, this point. That shit had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, like, yeah. I feel like I just wanted to to do something that do was something. positive. Yeah. For for everybody. Mm-hmm. For, because the idea of, like, that when he recorded Bitter Apps, that's when I knew that it was, like, something that I want to be involved in, especially because he's, like, it's like, yeah, social media is also bullshit. Yeah, that was like, that, <laughs> like, that, that was when I heard that, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you're, you're, like, I feel like, like you know, when a rapper is like special, when their brain interprets a problem in like a very unique way yeah. that you hadn't yeah. like considered. Any really artist, like you know what I mean? When you take something that's like, oh, that that's a, it's an issue that we all face, but like you actually had a unique topic, you had a neat, kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like rap right now is in the better, in one of the best places it's been in a long time. I do think that a lot of people are drinking lean and and fucking taking Zans that probably shouldn't be but I think for every one of those rappers there's somebody actually out there being like yo you guys are fucking retarded like I think that's cool yeah it works for some people though I feel like a little amount of time like I don't know like I think on some level like I I think like drugs can help to a point Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like and like Wayne we talked about Wayne earlier right there's no way if Wayne doesn't start I mean like Wayne for, I think like something like lean that can work for you for two nah. years when you're young and your brain is still. He was like, snapping off that shit. All them drugs, he was getting off. Yeah. yeah. Stop, I feel, but once you stop doing them, you can't really start doing them again. You're just gonna do the happened. same thing that made you. Because that shit, like the shit he was doing, everything just seemed to be like. Everybody has fun. Everybody yeah. fun. Like everybody's young, and and this is a hard world to endure sober. Like yeah. it, it really is, and and that's I'm I'm obviously. Like, I'm trying to get high right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna cut this interview short. Yeah, before we before we yeah. go, I was, I was thinking it's because you you're an EDM manager, right? So I for recently they put fucking Beatles on Spotify. I won't talk about that. How I feel about that. I don't t- talk about that. In the we'll intro. Talk about that in the intro. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna talk about that in the intro. I'll talk about it. With but um, <laughs> you know, so but I'm like a big fan of like ni- like '90s like grunge rock, post grunge, and all that. Yeah. shit. Oh, we gotta talk about yeah. when Scott Weiland died. I don't know too much about that. You weren't a Snow Temple Files fan? No, not at all. all right, they had like one like no, they had song. Some, they had some bangers. Like, they had some bangers. I wasn't like that white. I was like that shit. Like I wasn't digging. Let me tell you about being I like Smashing Pumpkins. Great. I like the Toadies. And then like I knew the Nirvana shit, yeah. you know. But but basically, so I'm 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 really big into that grunge, that post grunge shit. And I feel like rap at at this moment is in its like post grunge or grunge phase. And like all, you know, all the people like on fucking lean and tans and all that shit. That's the same thing as those white boys on heroin or whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. But so where rap was, where that was like the fucking monster, and these dudes were getting like the rock dudes. They were getting like all this press press attention, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, they were they were big stars and everything, and they were being heralded in the same way rappers are right now. You know, I think like part part of me thinks that like you know, 
I mean, it's 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 hard for me not to look at, look at the past and say like, I wonder if like you know EDM or electronic music is gonna be if rap is slowly gonna fucking die out to where you'll end up with just the fucking white stripes five years from now as the only fucking real rock rock band, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. and then there's just straight EDM. Like, do you see that I happening? Think, or you, I think you that well, it just being be on the front lines of EDM right now, there's no one releasing songs mm. that in dance music that don't have a, a vocal on them. Like that's the biggest thing now. It's like mm. vocals are back into dance music, which is it's basically like that cre- album yeah, which is like basically that. created made made it pop music, and then mm. now pop music is sounding like dance music. But that's fine because ultimately, and this is so invigorating and so reassuring. Like the thing people are most drawn to about music is humans. Yeah. And thank God that's the case. And there's no more form of modern music right now that's more human than rap. Yeah. Like actually rapping. Like not even like future like or not even like auto tune singing, which is great and I love it, but it's also mm. like. There's no like another human conveying an idea to you is still the the most. most But but if Future doesn't have a where I'm from or just like brothers, like yeah, he doesn't connect the same way. He just has hit. You know what I mean? He just has Jumpman or whatever. Whatever. Like yeah, yeah. Like it's like I feel you need like. Thank God, I think humanity. I think humans are still like the one thing that they haven't been able to synthesize yet. Mm-hmm. Even though the Japanese are definitely trying, <laughs> they that's, have, raci- they, that's racist. No, no, they have fucking they have these virtual pop stars now. They're crazy. Have I you seen this? Music. Nah, no, they have they have hologram pop stars, right. and they be big. Yeah, like, the like twenty thousand so dollars. Really? Twenty thousand seats. Yeah. And they were holograms. Heard. Yeah, they're holograms. Easy hologram was ahead of its time. Dude, way ahead. <laughs> I would see an easy hologram again. Heard it got a virus. Tupac hologram. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Uh, I, was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, what do you hope people like? You know, like, like, what, what, what do you, what do you feel the message you're like hoping to convey? Like in this, you know, I, I know you've. Already- uh, I honestly, like Clayton was was just saying, it, it's more so about just showing it's cool to be human. Uh, I feel like we get so lost in everybody being perfect on social networks, we forgetting like. Our flaws is what make us who we are. Uh, we can't get better as people unless people learn from each other's flaws, I feel like. So I just want to expose mine. I got no problem showing my being I'm vulnerable, uh, my, my pros, my cons. So that's just my main thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. All right. Yeah, we're done. Shots fired. That was tight. Shots fired, man. Down. <laughs>